Welcome to The Astoria Collective, a podcast dedicated to sharing the stories that have shaped our lives in order to encourage you all. So, let's get into this month's episode. Hello and welcome back to the podcast. You are listening to Jenna and Christina. Today we are going to talk about our lockdown experiences from last year due to the plague. (laughs) So uh, Jenna, why don't we start with you? Yeah. Hey guys and gals. Um, Yeah, so in lockdown this time last year, um, I was... I guess I was just dealing, I I was dealing with a lot of things um, in these, so I'm just going to share with you a few of the major things I was dealing with. Um, So, as you would have heard back in episode two, I had one of my lungs removed on the day I was born, as there was a tumour. So basically I have one lung, and so when COVID really started to ramp up, I learnt that the virus was basically a cold which goes straight to the lungs. And with one lung, I knew I'd have a rough time with it if I caught it. Um, So about a week, uh, just days before level four was announced, I decided that I would go to the doctor to come up with a plan should I become symptomatic. And at this appointment, I was pretty much put into the high-risk group. The day after that appointment was the day we was the day that Jacinda basically announced the alert level system, and at this and at that point she placed New Zealand at alert level two. Um, so this was on the twenty first of March, and I vividly remember just sitting in the lounge, and she's basically to quote her, she said, "Today we are asking people over se- over the age of seventy or those with immunocompromised." Um, and underlying respiratory systems to stay at home as much as I can and honestly I was just in shock and it took every ounce of energy for me not to cry and then two days later when we went into alert level four I mean alert level three sorry whoops but by that I mean like when alert level four was announced Um, so Saturday the alert level system was put into place and then the Monday lockdown was announced I think that's what I was trying to say Um, so when we went into alert level four later on that week um, I decided that I wouldn't leave the house and then I didn't leave the house for two weeks not for a walk purely because I was just way too the idea of having to go around um, someone who was also on a walk was just too daunting and too overwhelming for me but I managed to a couple of weeks later and it was one of the highlights of lockdown for me. Highlight in lockdown. (laughs) What a conundrum, if that's the right word. Um, So in May I was referred, so we're coming into alert level two and I have a little phone call with, phone consultation with my doctor and she says, no, you still can't go to work. It's still a bit of a risk. I'm going to refer you to a respiratory specialist and I 
vividly remember spending that whole afternoon just watching Netflix, trying not to cry. I had cold curry for leftover lunch that day. It was very tragic. Um, so that, in May, I was referred to a respiratory specialist. So in June, and by this point we were at alert level one, I had a lung function test. Um, so I did the test. They made me breathe out very slowly, which I really don't like having to do. I prefer breathing out quickly. Um, and then they gave me four puffs of Ventolin, which made me very, very jittery for the rest of that day. And then after the four puffs of Ventolin, um, it, so Ventolin's like a medication people use if they have like really bad asthma. And I use it when I have a really bad chest infection, if I'm, you know, finding it difficult to breathe and everything. Um, so after the four puffs of Ventolin, they did another lung function test, so the same lung function test as before. And there was a huge impact in the sense that I was able to breathe a lot easier. Um, I was supposed to see the um, specialist at the end of June, but um, the appointment got cancelled, which um, let's just say was a blessing in disguise, because um, I had other things going on that particular day. Um, but I finally saw the specialist in August, by which point we had um, gone up alert levels again because of the outbreak in Auckland. And at the appointment, um, it was revealed as, um, you know, um, as a result of the testing and the x-rays, um, that I wasn't as high risk as I first thought. Um, after looking at the test results, um, I was relieved, um, as I could go to work and travel at alert level 2 um, and that was like really good news because I actually ended up going to Tauranga a few weeks later for my birthday week um, and we were still at alert level 2 and that was like one of the best holidays ever um, whereas previously working anyway tangent tangent whereas previously working at alert level 2 just had too much risk um, <laughs> bomb drop time uh, I liked someone at the time which made lockdown a little bit more difficult emotionally my bad but let's be honest that was my own doing but here's the thing here's the thing it was the first time I'd caught feelings um, properly and wholesomely as I would describe it um, since a really traumatic breakup in 2018 so it was like navigating that and in the middle of lockdown was quite hysterical. I was, however, I was very lucky. I like smiling like an idiot right now. Um, <laughs> I was very lucky. I got to see them about a month after the lockdown ended. Um, it didn't work out, um, which we will talk about in a later episode. Um, I learned a lot from that experience about myself and what I need, um, which again we will talk about later on in a later episode, and I actually started a year of singleness in alert level 4, which again we will talk about in a later episode, <laughs> just, just on, on repeat. Um, I, so during lockdown, you know, in the mundane, everyday things of lockdown, I started working out uh, every day and going for walks after two weeks. I did a live stream gig, which was super fun, which we will post in the link afterwards. Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> um, which, a really cool thing about that gig, um, 
I did a cover of a song called Hold You by Nina Nesbitt and dedicated it to one of my friends and her boyfriend. She messaged me afterwards and my goodness, you could see the joy behind the message. She was just so, so stoked. Uh. Yeah. It was so wholesome. I was just like, this is... It was just really nice to be able to do that for her and just to get that joyous reaction. It was just like... Like, she's, she has a lot of joy, but, like, just to see that, like, in the middle of, like, a crazy time was, like, oh, so wholesome. <laughs> so I've been saying wholesome a lot. <clears throat> um, in terms of my work, um, I was due to start a new job the week we went into lockdown. Yep. <laughs> and so my contract was on hold for almost three months. Um, and with my singing, um, as I would have mentioned in episodes and also on our social media, that I sing in now two different barbershop groups within the Wellington region. Um, this time last year I was just a part of one barbershop group and we were due to compete in a national competition in Wellington in May. Um, uh, so it was cancelled, it was going to be my first one. Um, but we are going to be competing in September, all going well. And being in the current season I'm in, like, the timing could honestly not have been better. Um, some, it's funny sometimes that how we think the timing of something will be perfect. So about a year ago I was like, oh, like, we'll, we'll do this and it's going to be great. And then, oh, I probably shouldn't go into too much detail. Um, <laughs> um, but when... <laughs> Funny that how we think the timing of something will be perfect at that point when actually it'll be even better at another point in time. Mm. Um, another really cool thing was I bought a car at the end of lockdown, which is <laughs> parked just down the road. It's this gorgeous little blue Nissan Micro. Um, I named it Felicia. Um, <laughs> and I finally started a new job. So the end of lockdown was actually quite stressful. Like yeah. I was happy. I was happy to see all my friends again, but I think internally like behind closed doors I was actually quite stressed out mm. um just because I was making some huge transitions in life like starting a new job and I mean when you buy a car they say it's the biggest thing you will buy before you buy a house yeah um and the stress levels were just so high I remember coming home from the viewing and I felt physically ill <laughs> <laughs> like I and I don't feel physically ill so that's that just shows how completely nervous I was mm. um but I guess I learned that but within that I learned what it meant to embrace the season you're in <laughs> and that's that that's my lockdown it's <laughs> so cold yeah thank you um what about you Christina well uh before the great lockdown happened my story of lockdown actually starts a couple months earlier when I was um, working in my job. I used to work in the travel industry at a corporate travel agency, uh, the biggest one in the country, which was quite uh, interesting for me to do. Uh, I worked in the finance department at the time and my team leader was in India and somehow I managed to get job of being interim team leader people just kept asking me questions because we kind of did similar job uh, similar work within the team that we were in so I was kind of going a little getting a little stressed I could actually see the impact 
of the plague happening with um within the industry it sort of was starting to break my heart a little bit it still breaks my heart to see the travel industry where it is because it's just an industry that I love so much and will forever love but yeah within it was so the week before lockdown happened was a really stressful week for me I can only imagine uh it was they were talking about (coughs) so Tuesday we had a company-wide meeting with the big boss and it was basically we are looking at restructure and redundancies the two dreaded R words in the in in the <laughs> working world. Yeah. And um, on Wednesday we had individualized team meetings with HR, talking about what was gonna ha- what sort of was gonna happen, what services they were 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 able to provide to us should we end up uh, being made redundant, mm. which was a little scary. This was my first job. I'd been there five years, not even, only just five years. At that point, I was, like, I loved the people I worked with and all of that. And then on Thursday, we got called up to another company-wide meeting. This time by, at that point, he was, he was a general manager. And um, it was saying that our jobs had been, basically been saved. We had been given... We had got a contract for um, with Home Care Medical to run the COVID health line, so it, which was great. It, and then sort of they started a couple of days. Well, actually, no, they started training some people that day. We were the finance team were having stress attacks. That was that was fun because we still didn't have our team leader she was working from home oh my goodness on self-isolation oh my goodness back before you had to go into a hotel because she'd just come back from india oh my gosh so yeah that was that and then it was the sunday um we were at i was at my life groups um life group place we're watching church and my manager called me and was like we need you on the covid line tomorrow which was the day that was the which was the Monday. Yeah. And that was actually my five year anniversary for at the company. Oh my goodness. It was that day. Oh my goodness. And she came up, she was like, I hear you've been here five years. It's like, yep. But we got to start a little bit later, the finance team, because yep. of because we you know, we had basically had to condense a team of 16's work down to a team of six uh, within a couple of hours we had to do really quick handovers luckily everyone kind of did everyone's job we all knew what to do within the teams which was really lucky Uh, but yeah it was a um, interesting thing and then and then lockdown happened and I worked all through lockdown we were lucky enough to use the existing equipment that the company that the travel company had Mm -hmm. so we had all of that going on so I was working from my old office I was driving in daily I was driving a carpool with me and two people who lived in tower they are beautiful girls yeah Um, one of them just got engaged today awesome Congrats. Ah, yeah, that's how ah, we know each other. Right. We were talking about it on um, social, <laughs> seeing it earlier. Well. So yeah, they um, 
congratulations to you if you're listening uh but yeah it's um i was doing driving there and it was funny we were only about two people in the elevator but i was driving a carpool of three and there was more room in the elevator than there was in my car oh that's crazy it was was funny but yeah we were just doing that and then um yeah i was working tuesday to saturday so we were working 24 hours uh the line is still open today we still have people in the office who are working at the covid line but the struggle was that we could only we couldn't tell people so the home care medical were the people who run Healthline new zealand youth line they run all of those and so they wanted to make the big announcement that we were got who was helping them but in the meantime, everyone knew that I worked in the travel industry. Everyone who was like, are you okay? Uh, do you need a new job? How are you coping? Blah, 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 blah. Like, all, all of that. And it was like, no, I'm fine. I'm working on a project. It's top secret. I can't tell you. Oh, my gosh. It was really hard. And then two, we were told it was going to be two, two weeks. Actually, no, we were originally told it was going to be the next week. And then we were told it's going to be two weeks. And then two months later, they made the announcement. Oh, my goodness. So trying to keep this secret for two months. And trying to reassure people for two months that I am actually okay. Yeah. Like, I'm fine. And all of that. So, yeah, it was just... My lockdown life was Groundhog Day, basically. But I just... My favourite part was right at the beginning when Dr. Ashley was talking about how like call the COVID line and you'll speak to medical professionals <laughs> and uh, just like, yeah in 90% of the time you probably were but most of the time you're talking to a travel agent oh, but that's okay oh my gosh we actually had nurses on site we had pl- ex uh, we had pl- no not ex they were current Plunkett nurses on site Cute. and they were uh, helping to make sure that we didn't give out any unsolicited health advice because we weren't authorised to do that which was kind of scary oh this is oh my goodness it, it was fun we had oh. we had fun and games the calls especially on the weekend were few and far between so we um, had different sort of competitions especially with the nurses we we did a lot of colouring. I definitely did a lot of colouring, um, and all of that. We kind of, it was great. We could wear comfortable clothes. We didn't Ugh. have to be in corporate Ugh. or corporate-ish attire. <laughs> Most of us just wore jeans. I love that. Or like, I love leggings. That. Oh, oh, even better. It was just amazing, and then yeah, we just kept going through um, that day to day. We had different shifts timing wise and all of that and then uh august happened the big lockdown and august happened and um this is kind of an interesting little crazy day for us so it was the we were down to 50 people on the covid line and we we actually got to see statistics and all of that and i remember the night before we were watching the news when they announced that there was community cases again and we were going down and it was in, they were in Auckland and they'd been here there and everywhere and it was tough uh, we just sort of we had a group chat um, in somewhere I can't remember I think it must have been WhatsApp or something Yeah. there was a group chat and it was 
guys okay have a good night's sleep tonight you guys have got it this came through from our HR manager it's like you guys have it just take it one call at a time you if like wait people will just have to wait yeah and then over the course of the next day I remember texting mum throughout the day like get so many calls guess how many calls do you want to take a bet as to how many calls we do uh and she's the first one was like 1500 and then I text her like that I'm like no nah, no nah, already done that so before that day our previously busy day was about 4000 four, four, uh, four and a half thousand calls yeah. and that was probably between about 200 people yeah um by the end of that we had got up to about 20,000 phone calls between 50 people. But the thing is, with a two and a half hour wait, and but everyone was, no one was angry at us. Yeah. Everyone was happy. Oh, wow. And they just, they completely understood where we were coming from and all of that. I mean, the music on our line was actually pretty good, which was lucky. Which, what, what was it? I don't know, but it was, uh, it wasn't horrible music. Oh, gosh. But yeah, it was, and then I, it was the 12th of August. Yeah. I remember it vividly because the next day I was going on, I was going on leave for two days after that. Yeah. And I saw that and I'm just like, it was funny. Like it was sad, like I already had the leave and that it was, that was sort of why, it it was a whole, it's a whole thing which I can, I will talk about later. But yeah, it was definitely um, interesting. <laughs> Jenna's like, what are you talking about? Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, and so um, actually a couple months, it just time went on. I, it was just the same thing over and over again, just yeah. doing the same job and doing everything. And then it was uh, the end of August. I ended up getting really sick. I was in the hospital. I just, my body was starting to shut down a bit um, yeah exhaustion was taking over and then I just kind of I, within two weeks I had left so I took voluntary re, um, redundancy and I left the COVID line and it was hard it was one of the hardest things saying goodbye to everyone there yeah, because I loved them they are uh, forever and forever will be my third family I already have a second family yeah <laughs> but um I grew so close to them I've worked in so many different departments it was sad it was also really quick yeah uh, yeah it was Thursday I met for a meeting with HR and said I'd like to take redundancy to, can tomorrow be my last day I didn't want to drag it out because I knew if I did I would struggle with it yeah and so yeah and pretty much just as soon as I left the company my health drastically went downhill wow but that's the point that was sort of my body tells me that I am exhausted by basically failing by shutting down oh my gosh and it it's horrible I sort of I am still dealing with a lot of the um health issues that happened uh, towards the end of working at the COVID line and those first few months out of work I still have fatigue problems in fact I after class every day I take a nap fair enough it's great I take oh a nap gosh. mum gets home and then I get up and do stuff 
but it means that I can also reset my brain and reset yeah. my eyes. It's non-screen time because yeah, these yeah. days the only time you don't have screen time is when you're asleep. That is such a note. So I that is honestly a note. Have a midday nap every day. <laughs> I love it. But yeah, that's pretty much my experience of lockdown was just working. Mm. Working, working. Uh, Mum was working from home. So she kind of... Mm. I mean, we, I was, we couldn't really do anything, so. Yeah. Yeah. You really, it was, it was a struggle, and especially on weekends, like, East, I remember Easter weekend last year, and then Anzac weekend, like, we just stood out on our driveways at, at 5 a.m. Yeah. I, um, I set an alarm, and then my auntie got up with me, and we stood out, and I, and I, put my tie waist coat on from Glassons because I'd hardly worn it mm. and so I rocked up in that and I'm like it was the most bougie I'd felt in like <laughs> more than a month and then we just listened to the radio and yeah. then I went back to sleep for a bit and then I watched the show Must Go On because they were showing Love Never Dies that weekend and heard the musical theatre nerd moment um I love musical theatre yes <laughs> but yeah yeah that Anzac weekend was amazing so for any international listeners i know we have a few i see the stats we have oh, a few international uh, listeners which countries do, uh, does it say usa we have <gasps> one in singapore yo it's so cool yeah uh so hi singapore what's up <laughs> um, and us hope you're having a good time with biden i hope yeah we hope yeah. Um, so yeah, we so Anzac Day is so it's celebrating the Australia New Zealand Army Corps. It's kind of like Remembrance Day, yeah. Veterans yeah. Day, D Day, D Day Remembrance. Mm. No, no, not that. Mm. It's kind of like November eleventh. Yeah, November. Yeah, Poppy Day. Yeah, Red Poppy Day, Remembrance Day, Veterans Day, that kind of thing. And usually there's parades, and you go down the local. Um, RSA. Cenotaph. Yeah, or Cenotaph yeah. or somewhere and there's uh, a service and all that but unfortunately because we were in the middle of lockdown we could it couldn't happen. So what happened instead was that uh, they put a call out and it was 6 o'clock in the morning for everyone to stand at the end of their driveway and the local uh, radio station, Radio New Zealand, play played the service yeah and it, in the end it sort of it ended with the last call and two minutes of silence yeah. and then everyone went back to bed <laughs> being 6am everyone that's the only dawn service I've ever been to really wow but it was really cool uh, yeah. standing up in the cul-de-sac the neighbours were all around wow. and then um, when the trumpet started playing uh, last post oh Someone else in Tower was playing it as well because I'm like, that's not on the radio, and it's just it's pitch black. It's eerily quiet because there's no cars on the road, and the last place is playing, and you can hear it. It's a cold, crisp morning. It was just, it was surreal. Was that that was the experience, and it was it was the most beautiful thing. And I mean, we have it in New Zealand that sort yeah. of we celebrate everyone and yeah. it was actually really cool that they did it and apparently um 
I remember seeing the photo of Jacinda and Clark and oh, out my heart. Was it? There, there was something funny about that photo of Clark, and it just. I can't remember what. Me neither. I, I, I didn't notice anything funny. Oh, uh, I think it... Uh, I, I can't remember what, but I remember <laughs> laughing at that photo. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, it definitely was a great... A, a memorable moment. Yeah. I mean, New Zealand as a whole, we tend to have a bit of a hive mind for things. Haven't you, have you noticed, like, hive minds? Can you elaborate on that? What a hive mind is? Yeah. <laughs> so, guys, I'm just like, wait, what? So a hive mind is basically um, where everyone kind of thinks the same. Yes. And all of that. Oh, 100%. 100%. Yeah, you can kind of, you can see it uh, a lot of the times. You can see, especially when we're over, when Kiwis are overseas and we get a group together. And especially if someone asks, uh, what's New Zealand like? And one person starts, I'm sorry, but we start playing a prank on you. It's like all, all that kind of stuff. Just, yeah. We all live in Hobbit holes. And other people <laughs> join in. That's kind of an example of yeah, the yeah. New Zealand hive mind. Oh, 100%. And sometimes the Aussies join in. It's, it becomes an entire thing. We like messing with you. We, we're not sorry about it. But yeah, it was definitely um, that you could see it everywhere with the um, the teddy bears. Yes! One person had an idea and it just kind of spread throughout the country. Yeah. Really quickly. Teddy bears going ev- uh, like on all sorts of windows. Uh, there's uh, there was a Facebook group yep. and people were sharing photos. There were teddy bears going on adventures. Uh, te- teddy bears made out of interesting things. There was a teddy bear made out of a couple of hay bales. It was, um, it was epic. And yeah. the fact that it just kind of... It spread throughout the country without us even really saying much. Yeah. Like, everyone, like one person started it and it just kind of kept happening. But yeah, lots of... It was interesting living life in lockdown oh definitely in terms of the social media and Mm. tv and current affairs and all of that yeah something i did um a lot of things are coming to mind at the moment um um something i did in lockdown i you know you have a lot more time to be on social media and so i'm like okay how can i make this productive so me being the music nerdy Singer person of this podcast, I decided to do this thing called a song, song of the day, and I hashtagged it, Jen's hashtag Jen's song of the day, <laughs> um, and so if I was listening to a song on repeat that day, I would literally just post it up on my Insta story and then put, oh my gosh, I love this song, it's such a banger, I'm doing your workout routine to it, hashtag Jen's song for the day. Or like um, another song. Oh, I, oh, this is the best. This was one of the really cool ones. So, towards the end of lockdown, and I was starting to car hunt, and I was looking at like car insurance jargon, just trying to wrap my head about around mm. that enchilada. Um, <laughs> I remember listening to boy bands that afternoon, and so one of the two songs that came up was "I Want It That Way" by Backstreet Boys. Love it. <laughs> And then the other one was like a world of our own by best life, oh. and I don't know why, but like the verses of that song make me laugh, and I, I'm just like, why? Oh. Music does funny things. They are both such <laughs> <as> though. <laughs> 
and something really cringe that I did. I was bored one night and I filmed my nighttime routine where I washed my face and brushed my teeth and put on all my acne gels because my skin's terrible and very sensitive. Um, and then I put it to I wanted that by my Backstreet Boys. <laughs> Nice. So you can see this on my Lockdown Life For Us highlight on my personal Instagram page, which we will link if you dare, if you uh, if you ever want to see it. Yeah, and <laughs> that just reminded me yes. of what I did. So my mum works worked for a church, mm. and in the middle of lockdown they had a bit of a... Um, competition or was it no it wasn't competition it was a challenge mm. a lip sync challenge oh. car karaoke lip sync challenge oh and it, it kind of the the vicar did it and then another family did it and then there was one day i was absolutely bored out of my mind it was the second week of lockdown mm. i did it i did a lip sync to part of your world <gasps> and I'm sitting in my car in the driveway filming it and then there's a special appearance by my mother and super califragilisticexpialidocious love it yeah so we will definitely be linking that uh, it went up on my personal YouTube page <laughs> that's the only video on there it is hilarious especially, and there's um, all sorts of fun stuff Yeah, it was just Lots of fun, little fun things yeah, happened. Yeah, definitely. We just kind of, everyone had just tried to keep busy. We watched the entire uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe movies. Oh, yo, my auntie and I had a go at that, and then she was just like, yeah, nah. I don't know, we never we never got around to finishing it, but we watched a couple of them. It's worth finishing. Oh, yeah? It's worth finishing. Oh, my. <laughs> but, yeah, it's definitely, you're, we're, you have to be in it for the long haul. Yeah. It's... There is a correct order to watch things in. Yes. Yes. And so I've heard. But yeah, it's definitely worth it when you can kind of... You say... You can say you've done it. Mum then wanted to do Star Wars and I'm like, no. And she also wanted to do Lord of the Rings and I'm like, no. Oh, I love Lord of the Rings. I re we watched Return of the King one night and... Um, me and my old flatmate, we managed to stay for the full three hours. Wow. Yeah. Um, but I still haven't seen it all the way through a Mungo. I I do prefer the Lord of the Rings one. Like I just I zone out in the Hobbit. Sorry, Peter Jackson. <laughs> yeah, I still to this day have I've seen everything, all the Lord of the Rings movies. Yeah, the original trilogy once. Yeah, I've seen the first Hobbit movie, I think twice. But I haven't seen the rest. Yeah, but yes, to this day I have yet to see uh, Return of the King. Is that the third one? For the Lord of the... Yeah. Yeah. yeah that, I have yet it. to see that all the way through in Whoa. one go. I, it took, I was watching it. It was two hours. I'm like, I, I need to go to sleep. I'm no, exhausted. it's such a mood. And then I'm like, okay, so I'll just hit record on the TV because we had my sky at the time. Yeah. And back an hour. So I had to fast forward through an hour, which I'd already seen. Oh, no. And then I'm like watching it. I'm like, how long is this movie? I just, uh, I, I'm sorry. Three hours is too long. And then I... I fully sat through Endgame twice for just three hours. So uh, obviously it, it was not the length of the movie. It was the uh, it was the movie itself. I'm sorry to all the Lord of the Rings fans, but I just... It, it's not my cup of tea. I, I can relate. I can definitely relate. But with the Marvel stuff, to all the Marvel nerds out there, um, 
I've seen I've seen a few of them, but and I didn't originally I saw Infinity War and I was just like no, no. <laughs> I can't handle this anymore. Um, and then um, saw Endgame and but like I was like no I'm not seeing Endgame no no I'm too cold for this stuff. And then I was like okay I'll watch it I'll go see Endgame with a friend so I did. It's the best movie ever. I was hyperventilating at one point just out of pure excitement. It, it, it's, <laughs> it's actually a great movie. I love it. And the, the, I love the humour in yes. the Marvel Cinematic Universe. It's just, it's so subtle mm-hmm. and it's so brilliant. Um, we, I remember watching Guardians of the Galaxy. Like The first one was really cool. Yes. But the second one, the soundtrack was just so much better. But the, it's the soundtracks and all of that. The story, Stanley, rest in peace. He has a <gasps> his his cameos are so wholesome. He has a brilliant sense of humor. Yes, and we the entire world will be forever grateful for that. Mm. His cameo in Black Panther was just hilarious. Oh. That was like the casino. Oh. That casino scene, that entrance by T'Challa, is an actual mode. Mm. Our rest in peace, Chadwick Bosman. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> we lost so many great people last year. I remember I saw that and I'm like, no, this is not true. This is not true. I, I can't handle this. I mentally cannot handle this right now. And then I watched Black Panther that night and I was just like, <laughs> I love the soundtrack so much. Yeah. So, yeah, that's pretty much... Our lockdown experiences and all of Featuring that. Featuring Marvel and Lord of the Rings. Yes. And teddy bears and standing outside our Anzac. our driveways for Anzac Day. Yeah, thank God it wasn't raining that day. Murder. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Guys, shall we wrap it up? We shall. Yeah. Um, join us next time for our next episode. Stay tuned and yeah. Yeah. yeah thank you guys so much for listening. Guys. Awesome. Bye. Bye.